0: What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalachi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are still wearing your masks, washing your hands, using that hand sanitizer, staying away from people because I am tired of of having to start this podcast off on sad notes, man. I am ready for this coronavirus thing to be over. I'm sad. I'm tired of having to start off podcasts with on sad notes. I mean, they just announced that we've crossed over 500,000 deaths in the, in the United States from the coronavirus pandemic. That's more than, just to put everything in cont- into context, that's more than people who died in World War One world war ii and the vietnam war combined combined and this all happened in the last year it's been a over a year since we had the first coronavirus death so i am i am just tired man i just don't want to have to start this podcast off every single episode talking about wear a mask and stay safe so while we all need to be doing that while we all all are at home right now we need to be taking care of ourselves taking care of our loved ones, and being our neighbors, being our our neighbor's keepers, thinking about other people and not just ourselves. Worldwide, there have been about 2.48 million people that have died from this pandemic. That's a lot of people that have died due to this pandemic. So let's just keep taking all the precautions we know we ought to be taking during these times and not taking this as a joke, not believing that it's over because it's not over yet it's not over we still have to do all the things that we know we ought to do but we have good news well uh, the united states is not over it ed- is not administering over 1 million doses of the vaccine a day which is great to hear also astrazeneca just delivered its first shipment shipment of vaccine as part of covax a vaccine initiative by the world health organization they delivered about 600 doses to ghana so that's great news but that does not mean that we need to take less precautions that actually means that we need to be on our guard because usually the darkest time is right before the dawn so we have to make sure that we are still on our guard doing all the things we know we ought to do wearing those masks carrying hand sanitizers with us uh washing our hands regularly not touching our faces when we're in public all the things that we know we ought to do staying away from crowded locations don't go clubbing though i know a lot of people are back clubbing i mean i live in the a and everybody seems to just be like life is back to normal and people are just doing whatever but stay vigilant stay active do what you know you ought to do to make sure that you're protecting yourself from this virus so that you don't infect other people even though you may be fast from it fine from the whole thing i said fast i don't know why i said fast but moving on from there the next time i hear somebody say anything about a v-shaped recovery I'm going to slap them. I'm serious. I'm being for real right now. I will slap the next person that says anything, whether it's on TV, on radio, or actually, obviously, I won't have access to those kind of people. But anybody that's talking to me and be like, oh, well, we've been through this V-shaped recovery for the economy and everything is fine. Man, shut up. Man, just just shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. We just had new jobless claims that is over 861,000. This is new jobless claims. In other words, new people that are filing for unemployment benefits. This is the highest level we've had in over four weeks, in since January. We just hit. And remember, we talked about in January where we saw a massive wave of unemployment. And so, for everybody who says, "Oh, we've already recovered. We don't need any more help for the economy. We don't need any more uh, support for people. We just need to let this thing play out." Man, shut up. Man, shut up. Y'all didn't say that back in 2017, when the economy was actually fine, but everybody was pushing for tax cuts for businesses. And now that the economy is actually in trouble, people out here complaining, talking about, Oh no, we don't need to stimulate the economy anymore. It might be too much money to stimulate the economy. We all just need to slow down. Shut up! I don't want to hear it. I'm mad, man. I'm really mad because I'm tired of listening to people who come out and be like, yo, we might be overstimulating the economy. We might be bringing on inflation. We might be doing this. We might be doing that. It's like, yo, all of that does not matter. How come y'all were afraid of the fact that Jobs were being cut, or rather, tax was being cut. In other words, the government wasn't bringing in as much revenue back in 2017, and we were infusing more money into the economy, which caused us to have more of a problem than we have today. Oh, everybody just forgot. Everybody just decided, oh, yeah, we forgot about that tax cut. That played a major role in why we are where we are right now, because we didn't decide to pay off debts that we had or any of that stuff. Because we're too focused on, oh, the trickle-down economy is going to work. Trickle-down effects work. No, it doesn't. It ain't never worked. It only trickles down right into the pockets of those who already have some. It never, ever affects those on the bottom totem pole. So now that we're doing stuff for middle-class Americans and low-wage workers, everybody's like, ah, we need to stop. We need to stop. We need to stop. We're doing too much. It's like, no, stop it. I don't want to hear anything like that. I don't don't want to hear anybody come out here talking about Oh, we we don't need any more stimulus We don't need any more of that stuff We'll be good The economy is recovered No, it's not No, it's not (sighs) Sorry about that I just It just gets to me, man It just really gets to me Listening to some people talk about this stuff And because it doesn't affect them in the same way They're just kind of like Oh, we need to stop doing this Because it's costing us too much money Anyway, moving on from there facebook man face facebook just always in the news well of course they're always in the news they kind of help you get the news but facebook went to war with the australian government facebook was like oh y'all thought y'all really thought (laughs) so there was a proposed law that was passed in australia where it would require platforms like facebook and google to share ad revenue with news publishers The main reason for this is that Google and Facebook, like a black hole, have sucked all the ad revenue from most marketplaces. In Australia, Google accounts for about 53% of all ad revenue and Facebook accounts for 23%. And if my math skills are still on par, that's about 24% that is left over for every other news outlet to share. And that, of course, destabilized the entire news industry. Of course, neither Google nor Facebook wants to share their revenue with anybody. I mean, why should they? I mean, they built this entire industry of Google with search and Facebook with its uh, social media platform. So why should they have to share their revenue? They created the platform. They deserve to keep the money that they're making. However, both companies kind of responded very differently when the law was finally passed. Google decided to sign an agreement with Australian news pro- publishers. On the other hand, Facebook was like, you know what? We're going full Zuck mode. And this is going to be my, my term whenever Facebook does anything heavy handed. So it's going full Zuck mode. Like when Mark Zuckerberg decided, you know what? We're going to destroy Snapchat. He went full Zuck mode. Anytime Mark Zuckerberg does something that's ridiculous or Facebook does anything that just seems like that's a very heavy-handed tactic to take with an issue. Maybe you should take a little bit lighter position on the issue. We're going to call that going full Zuck mode. And Mark Zuckerberg went full Zuck mode. Facebook just was like, you know what? Y'all think you don't need us? Y'all think you could do anything without us? Do you know who we are? We Facebook fools. We decide what becomes a major topic. And Facebook just was like, you know what, just like we do to some people who just be talking all kinds of sideways, probably some of y'all, as you're listening to me right now, looking at me and saying, you know what, blocked, Facebook straight up blocked the entire country slash continent, well, maybe not continent, just country of Australia. Facebook was like, yeah, y'all can't share any more news. And Facebook was like, yeah, 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 yeah. y'all thought that we'll just, you know, let y'all do what you want to do. No, 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 no. Blocked. Y'all can't share any more news at Media Outlet on our sites. And I would love to see. But you know what? I can't say that it's the wrong move or the right move for Facebook. It was just like a very extreme move by Facebook. And it doesn't help Facebook out. It doesn't do Facebook any favors. It doesn't make Facebook look good. It doesn't do anything positive for Facebook. It just allows Facebook to just be like, all right, cool. We just bounce. We we all need y'all. We don't need your ad dollars like that. We still don't get the ad dollars because we only, we ain't got to we ain't got to show any news websites on our sites. We'll just block all y'all and keep it moving. And you, people can still share the pictures of their kids. People can still share the pictures of their puppy. People can still share all the other things that still get us to sell ads to them anyway. We don't need your news. We don't need any of that stuff. We'll just do what we do best. And like I said earlier, I understand where Facebook would be coming from in doing that and saying, no, 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 we're not trying to make paint any broad brushes or trying to set any kind of precedent where people are going to start coming to us and asking us for some kind of money and all this other stuff. But as well, I also think there's an other side to the argument. It can be argued that one of the reasons that people share so much information on Google and Facebook is because of the hard work that is done by news outlets. I mean, think about it. If news outlets wasn't providing the news, would Google be as popular as it is? Or Facebook be as a consistent news outlet for people? Would people still be going to Facebook as often as they did for news information? It's like, the question is kind of like, which comes first? Is it the news that makes people go on Google to find out information and on Facebook to learn more about it? Or is it Facebook that delivers that news to people to watch about it? Or is it Google that delivers that information for people to find out more information? Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Plus, in our democracy, news and media is very important to keep the government honest and to share important information. So when news is starting to have less and less and less money being fed into it, because they can't do things the way that they've always done them, it can be kind of iffy about the information that we're getting nowadays. Because as you guys know, news is very important for us to know about the things that is happening in our world, for us to make informed Decision, even though nobody should be watching CNN and CNBC and Fox News to be your main source of getting informed information. They just, they just give you their opinion about information. To actually know about what's going on, you have to, most of the time, you have to go elsewhere. But the point is, news helps us stay informed so that we can make good decisions when it comes to voting, when it comes to different human rights issues, when it comes to different things that are going on in our local community. But if Facebook and Google decides, you know what, and they are the easiest access that we have to it, it might be a problem. There is a reason why in every coup d'etat that we see, the first thing that's taken over is the news media. It's either cut off or it, the internet is just canceled. Like everywhere, if you look in the world right now, every time there's some kind of commotion or some kind of issue, I mean, I'm looking at you, Nigeria. I'm looking at you, Nigeria, during the SARS event or the canceled SARS, The first thing they did was cancel the internet. They were just like, y'all aren't around to tell people what's going on in the outside world. Why? Because they wanted to hide information. Because information is very powerful. So, I mean, for me, going into this, it's kind of like I can see both sides of it. It's like, we do a very good job with our platforms, Facebook and Google. And then on the other side, it's like, but y'all just use our information to feed into your platform to get more people to keep showing up. So you need to help us out because we're not able to make that much money because all the advertisers are just like, why would we pay each individual news outlet when we have Google and Facebook who gives us so much data on each person so we can get very good and well targeted ads towards people? So that's the whole thing. But to finish out this story, Facebook actually backtracked and then actually came to the table and made an agreement with the Australian news services as well uh, just to close it out. But it was basically a way for Facebook to show that, yo, and what happened was after Facebook blocked the Australian news websites, you saw a massive dip, like a major dip in in all the news outlets' eyeballs, with eyeballs being on the news outlet. You just saw like, all of a sudden, it was like, oh, it looked like this, and then it was like, and just crashed. And it was like, there was no more uh, search uh, traffic going to all those websites. And it just was like, Facebook just showed like, yo, we're powerful, and y'all need us. So without us, what y'all gonna do? And so I just, even though they still came to the table, they came to a table with a lot more lower offer than what was being offered. And then another part of this that most people may not be thinking about is the fact that really the only people that benefited from the deal that Google and Facebook made with news medias were the large news conglomerates. The smaller news outlets that actually super depend on Facebook and Google to get the traffic that they need to their sites, they didn't really benefit from the deal itself that was being made. So there's a lot of different parts. I, one thing that I'm learning more and more is whenever you're listening to anything, if anybody just says like the issue is just one way, like it's this white side is bad, that side is good, it's never black or white. A lot of times it's in the middle. There's a lot of grays in life. Like one, one of my per- the dudes said, it's never, it's never either, either or. It's usually, most of the time, it's both and. It's never either or. It's usually both and. And we have to get comfortable. And I think right now in our world, we don't like the idea. We don't like the idea of it being either or so much. But you, I mean, like the idea of it being and both and. But a lot of times with a lot of issues, it's actually both and. It's not either or. It's both and. And until we get to a place where everybody can sit down and open their ears and realize that, you know what, it's not either this or that, it's actually both this and that, and we need to find a way to make those two things meld together. It's like when you're baking a cookie. It's not either butter or flour, it's both butter and flour if you want that cookie to come out looking good, or come out tasting good. Like my sister found out the other day because she didn't put enough flour in a cookie that she made. And it just was like, "Mm, this ain't it. this, This ain't it. That ain't it. So it's never either or. It's usually both and. So just always think about that. Never allow anybody to make you believe a certain thought. Always take time to sit down and think about it for yourself which is why I like reading the news because I'm forced to make conclusions about the news than if I hear somebody talking about it. Usually, when I hear somebody talking about it, it's easy for me to just go along with whatever their thoughts are. But if I have to read something, if I have to read a news article, then I have to form my own images in my head. Which is why people always talk about reading is so important, reading is so powerful, because reading forces you to, forces more parts of your brain to activate, so you're not just understanding what you're reading, but you're also imagining it in your head, so, but moving on from there, ah, why can't this good dude just stay out of my news cycle? Man, I really thought that after January, we'll just be done with him, and he would just going to the sunset, I mean, we had the whole impeachment thing already, and you know, that whole thing happened, and I was like, okay, maybe we can forget about it for a little bit, but no, dude, always be in my, in my news cycle, always be in my newsletters, like, I I don't want to talk about you, dog, you, you've been in my news for four, more than four years now, we're tired, we're tired, we don't like you, we don't like you, you just, you're just not a good guy, like, let's just be honest, like, you're not good. And everybody knows exactly who I'm talking about. The Supreme Court of the United States, as we like to call them, the SCOTUS, that's how I'm going to be calling them from here on out, the SCOTUS, they blocked an attempt by Trump to block the Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Van Jr. from getting his financial records. The details of the investigation has not been made public yet, but it is around tax, insurance, and bank fraud by the trump organization within his residential and commercial real estate properties my guy's going for the triple threat my guy said i don't just get double doubles i go for the triple double he said i ain't just getting tax fraud no 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 no, that's too simple i'm going for insurance fraud as well oh and and just to put a little icing on top of the cake just to make it a little sweeter we're gonna add in bank fraud as well uh, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, basically, there's been this huge case right before Trump became a uh, became president in 2017. There was a lot of looking into his financials and like some things were not adding up. It just looked weird. The IRS was doing an investigation. Then he became president and things kind of went lay low for a little bit. But then in August of 2019, a new investigation began. And of course, Trump, who was the president at the time, said that he is immune to as a president from any criminal investigation. And everybody was like, Just because you the president doesn't mean you are above the law. This ain't no dictatorship, fool. Like this ain't how we play it here with the democratic republic that we like to call the United States of America. Just because you are president doesn't mean you just get to do whatever the freak you want. Even though, let's be honest. While Trump was president, that's literally what was happening for most of the time. He just kind of did whatever the freak he wanted and didn't have to face any of the consequences because people weren't holding him accountable. Always have good people around you. A lot of the people around Trump, you, I mean, part of it was he just fired everybody that had any kind of negative thing to say, uh, any kind of criticism to put on him. He just was like, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You didn't do what I said you should do. You're fired. You tried to do what I said you should do, but you couldn't accomplish it. So you're fired. Or you are criticizing me and telling me that what I'm saying is not necessarily the smartest thing. Oh, you're definitely fired. And so, Trump just kind of was getting rid of everyone and just the belief that he could do whatever he wants. That just tells you this in and of itself just tells you the kind of president that this dude was. But anyway, we'll keep it there. And in July of 2020, the Supreme Court said, Trump, boy, you stupid and said that Trump can is not above the law. So instead of trying to fight it uh, straight up, what the Trump organization did and what the Trump uh people did was they decided to say that the investigation is a witch hunt you know his favorite thing to go to whenever anybody criticizes him and says anything negative about him and that they're just trying to find a way to pull him down and then in August of 2020 he took the case to an appeals court which told him shut up you don't have a case get out of here and so it went back to the Supreme Court and that was the result that I just announced earlier where they were like no 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 you can't block them from seeing these records if you ain't got nothing to hide then you might as well just put it up in front of everybody. Okay? So in the coming months, expect a lot of details. And it's going to be interesting. And I'll actually take him being found guilty for this over impeachment, because maybe he serves time a little bit. I I mean, I'm just going to say, I'm not necessarily the nicest person in the world. But I mean, if you do evil, you got to pay the crime. Even though in the United States, if you're rich, you can get out of paying any kind of Uh, Crime or paying any kind of due for crimes. And we've seen businesses and corporations plead guilty to actually knowing that they were poisoning people and then they didn't even have to face any kind of consequence for it. So, I mean, he probably, even if he's found guilty, ain't gonna do anything to him because he's just gonna be like, whoop, I got that money. I got that money. What you gonna do to me now? Because we live in the United States and it's not innocent until proven guilty but it's whatever how much money you got in your pocket that's how guilty you are you ain't got money in your pocket if you're poor in the united states that's a crime that's a crime let's just be honest in the united states if you're poor that's a crime that's a that's a crime so anyway moving on from there let's finish this out with some of the extras The first extra that we got to talk about is the one that I'm excited about because Spotify just continues to grow and Spotify continues to grow and grow and grow. And Spotify is at the point where Spotify is saying, we are going to be the de facto entertainment for your ears. It said that it is launching in an additional 85 countries across across Africa, Asia, and South America. Basically, as Netflix showed everybody else that, you know what, in order for you to grow and enough, enough for you to keep bringing in profits, you can't do it in the U.S. alone. This is why I think Netflix will continue to dominate for a while. It's going to destroy Disney, in my opinion, because Netflix has movies that appeals to a broader base. And that's what Spotify is trying to do now. Because just in case you guys don't know, music in the United States, it's, like, it's cool, it's cool. But go and listen to some Nigerian music. <laughs> just turn just, just on so, some Nigerian music on your distant. Whether or not, you know? Whether or not flavor? Maybe it's a little Davido. Ah, is it any you want to listen to? There's a lot of musicians out there. Go and, go and, go and get some culture. Be cultured. I'm just saying. Anyway, moving on from there, hip hop continues to uh, hip-hop continues to sell luxury products better than any other culture in the world. Jay-Z just signed a deal to sell about 50%, a 50% stake in his champagne, the ace of spades, which, I was looking at the prices of that champagne, my god, people actually pay $50,000 for a bottle of champagne, Jesus, me I want to get into this business, me I want to sell ace of spades too, I I, I, I need to go and be popular, so that I need to, I can put water inside a bottle, and then say, come and carry, signed by Kelechi Iwaba, It is $1,000 for this bottle of water because I am popular. People, they pay $50,000. Hey, Jesus. I need to make it. We need to make it for one bottle of champagne. Jesus. But anyway, he sold 50% stake in his champagne business to LVMH. And you guys might be being like, what the LVMH? They are the owners of Louis Vuitton and Hennessy brands, so you can see where the connection is right there. It is estimated that the deal was worth 500 million dollars. Dollars! I'm talking big ones, 500 million dollars. I mean, it makes sense when you're selling $50,000 bottles of champagnes. Like my God! But the more important factors that I wanted to talk about is the fact that hip hop culture is able to sell luxury goods better than anything else if we look at rihanna and the fact that she sold her luxury line of clothes the fancy brands of clothes to lvmh and how that's just you know blown up on her benefit and then gucci of course has a line of clothes for because you know he's gucci main and he partnered up with gucci so in the last few years if you wanted a spokesperson to sell luxury items because for some reason and this is going to be serious shade in the black community we buy these things way too much way too much and we we don't benefit from it but we end up buying it and you know it gets sold to us so much as the things you need as the right lifestyle so expect a lot more of these deals to be coming down your 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 pipe holes and expect a lot more people to continue focusing on the fact that uh you know hip-hop is here and hip-hop is gonna keep trying to sell you stuff that you don't need to be buying that's just my opinion But, you know, whatever. Congratulations to Jay-Z. Continues to be a great businessman. And watch out for yourself. And we need to become popular. Because we need to be selling ourselves some $1,000 bottles of waters or something. Because $50,000 for a bottle of champagne? I just cannot let that thing go. Moving on from there to finish out the episode for this week. Earnings. You know I couldn't just leave y'all without going through all the earnings. Come on now. We got a few earnings that we got to talk about. Unfortunately, the companies that I really care about does not announce their earnings until today when you guys are listening to it. So I'm looking at you, Airbnb. So unfortunately, we ain't going to talk about those ones. But there's a a couple companies that I still wanted to hit on because I think it's interesting because it also shows other parts of the economy based on how this company is doing, which is something to pay attention to. There are businesses that try to reflect what's going on in the economy. For example, if you see Caterpillar doing really well, that means there's a lot of building going on. And with that being said, let's talk about Home Depot. A lot of y'all are like, Home Depot, really, dog? we're really about to talk about home depot we're really about to talk about home depot's earnings yes man we're talking about home depot's earnings because it was explosive it was a, nah. i won't say it was nuclear but it was pretty explosive and the main reason we're going to talk about home depot's earnings is because your boy's still trying to buy a house and the housing market just won't go down oh my god like, come on man Anyway, they brought in $132 billion in total revenue in 2020. Now, take a listen to what the CEO, Craig Maneer, 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 my gosh, I'm terrible at names. I don't feel, I, now I feel bad for everybody that I made fun of for saying my name is correctly. You know what? Forgive me because you know what? It ain't easy out here trying to pronounce names. But anyway, it took us, he said, in quotes, it took us 19 years to get the first 20 billion in total sales. But sales jumped by more than that in one year alone. My gosh. Oh, by the way, he didn't put my gosh. He, he ended his quote. He's not as, you know, he's, he's a CEO. He's prim and proper. I'm not a CEO. I get crazy. I get excited. I'm allowed to do that. But anyway, my. Goodness! I have a guy. Y'all just listened to a podcast with my guy, Double J. He is big on Home Depot. And he was like, yeah, I told you. He's been telling me about Home Depot for a few months now. And I've been like, yeah, you know, you know. He was like, I told you. I told you I know what I'm talking about. But the main reason we were paying attention to Home Depot's earnings is the fact that Home Depot is tied hand in hand with the housing market. And like I said earlier, your boy was hopeful. Your boy was hopeful that maybe, just maybe the housing market was starting to slow down, but no. No, it's not happening. Real estate is still exploding. It's still exploding. Apparently, people still buy houses. People still put in all kinds of, oh my God, it's so expensive. I'm so mad. I am so mad. I am heated right now. I am so heated right now, man. I really wish housing prices would come down, but... Unfortunately, that's not happening anytime soon. A lot of people are still spending a lot of money on buying homes, but even more important, people are still spending money on upgrading their homes. Home Depot said that to, uh, said that vinyl flooring, appliances and moldings drove sales at the end of last year. Also, professional builders purchasing of house supplies jumped the most they have been since the beginning of pandemic. In other words, they're trying to meet with the supply. They're trying to meet with the demand of houses. And they're trying to build more and more and more houses as quickly as possible. Because there's a lot of people that are trying to buy houses right now. Especially with more and more businesses saying like, you know what? You can work from home. So people are looking to either buy bigger houses or looking to buy houses for the first time ever. Since they're like, you mean I don't I don't have to live in the city? I can live in the suburbs? Oh yeah, we definitely moving out. And so a lot of people are moving to the outskirts of city. Now let's move to the next one, Square. Square, they announced that they bought another $170 billion worth, or not billion, million dollars worth of Bitcoin. This totals up to about 5% of their total cash position. You also have to remember that they bought about 4,000 Bitcoins last December when it was about, it was like 20 20 something dollars or 20 something thousand. So if we go 4,000 times 20, I mean, that's about 80 eight million dollars that they spent back then it was probably more than that i can't really remember though but they spent and they said yeah they've been buying bitcoin and they're going to continue buying bitcoin uh so the one thing you can say is square is going to be tied at the hip much like tesla with the price of bitcoin but even more importantly square saw revenues grow 141 percent year over year bringing in 3.16 billion in 2020 part of the revenue growth was due to the fact that a lot of a lot more people are using the cash app to buy stocks as everybody else is doing nowadays everybody's buying stocks and if you didn't know you can buy stocks on cash app but anyway to close out the episode for today the chicken wars are back and are in full effect so much so that taco bell burger king have entered the fray of the chicken wars taco bell has a taco sandwich And Burger King has a basic chicken sandwich that most nobody knows about or even cares about. Even Arby's just came out with a meat mountain that includes chicken at the bottom of it. And so chicken is now the new burger for everybody and everybody is coming for Chick-fil-A. Everybody wants some of the market share that Chick-fil-A has created over time. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did, let me know, hit me up on maybe on instagram or just send me an email at ramblingmindshow at gmail.com also give this show a review five star five star five star or maybe even one star and then tell me why you either loved it or you hated it and share it with a friend if you think i'm interesting or annoying to listen to both are important because you can send it to somebody you find if you find me annoying send it to somebody you don't like If you find me interesting and informative, send it to somebody you love. So just share the wealth. Just let more and more people know about the show. You know, just share it on social media. Share it everywhere so other people can get an insight into the business world. Because I know most people don't read up on business news because they're not nerds like me who would rather read business news than watch TV shows. And I don't know why I'm bragging about this because that's not like, you you know, yeah. Anyway. But anyway. Thank y'all for listening. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace.